Hello and welcome to Marketing Connected. In the lead up to the Digital Marketing Asia 2020 virtual conference in November, we will be chatting with our conference speakers on specific issues in the world of marketing, from digital transformation to customer experience and ad fraud, among others. Join us over the next few weeks as we unravel the ins and outs of digital marketing and hear from industry players on how you can jumpstart your journey. In this episode, Treasure Data's CMO Tom Trainer and APEC marketing specialist Sean Valencia give our regional editor Reswana Manjara the lowdown on what types of companies are acing the game during the pandemic and areas to take note of when it comes to data adoption and implementation in a diverse market such as Southeast Asia. Hi, Sean. Hi, Tom. Thanks for joining us. Could you please introduce yourselves for our listeners? Sure. Thanks, Rez. I'm Tom Trainer. I'm the CMO of Treasure Data and excited to talk with you today. Thank you very much, Rez. My name is Sean Valencia and I'm a marketing specialist for Treasure Data and I lead APAC Marketing. Thank you very much for having us. Tell us a little bit about Treasure Data and what are your areas of expertise? Sure. So Treasure Data is a, a provider of customer data platforms. And so we provide an enterprise customer data platform that works well with enterprise companies in terms of handling massive amounts of data. So in a very scalable way, allowing companies to really understand what their customers are doing to create a unified customer profile so they they can really understand what each customer is about and personalize campaigns and messaging for them and actually provide a more satisfactory, satisfactory customer experience. So what made you want to start up here in Asia? So Rez, we've been in Asia about a year and a half, but uh, more broadly, we've been in Japan about eight years where we've had a very strong base. Yeah, we've been uh, in Asia about a year and a half now. Um, I'm actually based in the Tokyo office. And yeah, here in Tokyo, we have a large customer base. And through some of our connections here and some of our partners, we had some of the first opportunities for CDP come up in Southeast Asia, like Thailand and Indonesia. And so after seeing some success with some customers there, we decided to start investing more in the region. Can you share with us uh, some of the clients that you work with here in Asia? So some of the clients include Danone Indonesia, which is kind of a CPG you know, um, company, yep. as well as um, Tripech Isuzu in Thailand, mm. and Rabbit and VGI, an e-payment solution, which is also in Thailand. What are some of the notable pain points that you saw clients here in Asia face that made you want to start up the company here? Yeah, globally, we see some similar challenges, and we definitely saw that in Asia and knew that uh, the solution that we were providing a lot of other places would help. And, and that includes things like the challenge of integrating online data and offline data, Yeah, breaking down data silos across different um, organizations as well as technologies, and then understanding the digital and uh, changing digital customer journey. Uh, and then also being able to activate based on that data in, in their marketing platforms. So when we talk about the Tripechi Suzu case study, yeah. so they're located in Thailand and they wanted us to mention, as we mentioned in the case study, that they're hoping to hire many more data-minded individuals because they're, they're starting to see the, the, uh, the value of using a CDP. And what they were understanding is that the car purchase journey was changing. And 
it was going a lot more digital. So they wanted to use a CDP to connect all of their digital channels as well as their offline channels uh, like their showrooms and start to manage that, that process, start to understand it and also to attribute marketing spend. That's one of the things they were able to do with the CDP. Mm-hmm. They were also able to roll, roll out and, and use the CDP as a, a key part of their My Isuzu loyalty program. Uh, which is a customer loyalty program portal. And they were able to see 200% increase in sales uh, in after sales customer retention from that one. So that's, that's a kind of an interesting case. And then the other case, which uh, we could highlight is the rabbit um, data case and their uh, payment solution in Thailand. Okay. So a major payment solution. Yep. And they also had many data silos across different business units as well as technologies. And then the other challenge is the online and digital data is kind of disconnected from the offline data. So people riding on the trains and making payments, et cetera. And the marketing channels are not integrated. So they were able to do that with the CDP and the, the types of things they can do are doing uh, promotions for certain food products, for example, for someone who has an interest in that type of thing when they're near a location, uh, so it kind of geofenced. So those those are a couple of different examples of things that we saw and, and opportunities that we saw for helping them with the CDP product. Thanks for that. It's it's really interesting because um, you know we're all at different stages of digital transformation, and COVID nineteen has accelerated um, digital transformation for a lot of us. But you know their plans, uh, many of the plans that we outlined have also been impacted. So I just want to know where does that leave your clients? How are they coping with it, and how are you helping them cope with it? Yeah, it's a it's a challenging thing. In those regions as well as globally, we see there's a couple of different kinds of of uh, companies. Some companies are, you know, definitely retrenching and and you know really looking at spend and and just understandably just trying to you know kind of have the bare minimum operations. And other companies are seeing this as an opportunity and knowing that there will be a, a, a bright future, and they're investing in their digital transformation now while things are slowed down or they're being forced to change because things are going more digital than they used to be. Um, so for those reasons, there's some companies who, like I said, are more retrenched and then a lot, of, a lot of other companies who are investing now in core technologies like a CDP to be a foundation of a digital transformation. Any, any other thoughts about that, Sean, in the, in the region? Yeah, the, as of right now, it's quite, you know, challenging for everyone and companies are um, really assessing kind of what are the next steps and what are the technologies that they need now um, to embark on that digital, digital transformation journey. And that it seems like it's something that's, you know, everyone is um, looking into at the moment. Um, but one thing that we're seeing is that, you know, data is really at the heart of like, building that foundation for digital transformation. But, uh, you know, a big challenge is kind of orchestrating the steps of, of building that into like the organization of what is the full journey and roadmap for the digital transformation going to be. Um, so with us and our customer base, um, we're um, speaking with them about, okay, how can we utilize data together now as well as into the future? And 
maybe how can we build that foundation um, for the next steps. But the but yes, the roadmap is different. It's challenging, and yes, there's many different ways that we can pursue digital transformation, and that it's you know it's quite important to consider okay, what kind of technologies are going to be part of the stack, not just now, but also into the near future. That's a great point there about um, you know short-term planning and also long-term planning, but. How do you advise clients for the future when you don't know what the future holds? I mean, we can all create those five-year, 10-year plans, but they're going to be chucked out the window um, given that, you know, things are changing at such a rapid pace. We don't know what the different governments are going to announce, what the future holds even, even next week, for example. So how do you advise your clients? Right. And, you know, we see... CDP as very foundational and a lot of our customers really get that because you know mm. these days the, the whole point about CDP is it's prepackaged software mm. uh, in the old days to pull together and unify all the customer data was a massive undertaking and would take multiple years and take uh, you know a lot of IT resources so the way that we work with them is is you know talk, talk about how they can use a CDP both for very short-term ROI and cost savings, as well as long-term investment in having a more satisfied uh, you know, customer and a better customer journey. Mm. And some of the ways that we can think about that is when you use this, this you know, CDP, which can sit adjacent to the rest of your IT, so you're not having to replace a lot of things and rip out other things. Mm-hmm when you unify all those profiles and you take it down from let's say 100 million profiles to 80 million profiles because of duplicates when you advertise to those profiles you actually save on all those profiles you're not advertising to that were duplicates so that's a cost savings and you can use the cdp for certain use cases like the one i mentioned with the um, kind of promotion on the you know the based on location next to a fast food chain for example you can do small tests and prove the ROI uh, in, in certain, you know, for certain use cases so that both the cost savings as well as those, those um, specific use cases both save you money as well as, as gain ROI. So that's kind of short term. And then longer term, you're building a more seamless and personalized customer journey because you really understand the customers and you can kind of build on that into the future. We will be taking a short break. If you would like to join us at Digital Marketing Asia 2020 as we dive into topics such as transformation, data and analytics and e-commerce, head to conferences.marketing-interactive.com slash digital-marketing-asia. What type of companies are you seeing ace the race um, amidst the pandemic and, and what makes them special? Yeah, I think it's it's companies, one, that can be flexible in the way they serve their customers or their business models. So I think we're going back and forth between, you know, come into our store or, oh, buy online now through the, through the newly developed website or, oh, you can buy online but pick up in store. And, you know, so there's all these different uh, changes that these companies have to go through. So having a f- flexible Uh, foundation and infrastructure so that they can quickly pivot with these changing times is one one way that that we see companies uh, kind of acing this. The second is 
the companies that so so one thing is that the customers are looking and looking for convenience, looking for how they can get what they need, and that's shifting. And so one way to capture and keep the customers is to really understand what they're doing and what they need. And so having that better customer understanding is a second way to kind of, uh, you know, succeed in this situation. In such a challenging time when companies um, are tightening their purse strings, how can they do more with less in the area of data analytics? What we find is that the company's MarTech is their marketing technology and their, you know, sometimes their sales technology is really not run efficiently. Uh, so there's, well, they're doing a good job of what they can, but if they don't have a unified uh, understanding of the customers, each system has a different understanding of the customer within it. And so one way that we're advising them to do more with, with the data is to actually make those systems, um, get more out of those systems by actually sharing one single view of, of each customer as opposed to each system having a, a different view. So that's, that's one way that we help them basically improve with the same data that they have, but just kind of unifying it and using that same, same version of the truth in their different systems. Tom, there's so many shiny new toys uh, in the MarTech industry. Um, we're always seeing new pop-ups, new technology, new toys that can solve our problems. How can marketers prevent themselves from developing the shiny new toy syndrome? <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a problem we have um, when, you know, when you talk to a customer, they might say, well, yeah, that sounds like the new shiny new toy. Should I really invest in it? So I think looking at their strategy longer term. So I mentioned kind of there's the short term way to look at it with, um, you know, the cost savings in the beginning. There's the, the use cases and then there's the long term foundation. So we definitely like to work with our, our clients on building that long-term foundation. And we even did a study recently with um, uh, an agency called Advertiser Perceptions about um, companies, whether they see CDP value and they see great value in the short term and they saw even better value in the longer term because the more that they can uh, implement other things and use the data more and more broadly, so going beyond just marketing into sales, going beyond just that into also customer support and loyalty programs, they get even more and richer value out of it. Hmm. So, you know, I think the shiny toys, you have to really look at what you're buying this for. Does it have the track record? Does it have the case studies? And is it a long-term thing or just a short-term fix? And then, you know, six months from now, you're going to say, well, I've kind of used it up and don't see any value in it anymore. Now I, I want to retire it. So we're definitely not that type of, uh, of, of system. You know, every solution seems like a magic potion or a pill to solve our problems, but it's only after you integrate it with what you already have that you find the gaps. What advice do you have for clients, um, you know, who might be a little bit jaded given that they've integrated new platforms or technology, but haven't seen the results um, that they desired. And, you know, there's another new uh, offering in the market that promises to solve their problems. Yeah, I, I've, I've been there too on the buyer side. So I definitely understand <laughs> the problem. One, <laughs> one thing, you know, two things we recommend. One is to, well, let's say three. 
one is to look at case studies and talk to previous buyers, which we definitely encourage. Two is to, if you do an RFP process or you ask the questions of the vendors, make sure you have a good list of questions and really ask those tough questions. And three, what we often do is a POC, um, a proof of concept, so that the um, customers can actually get a feel for what it's really like, as well as in some case, do some short-term tests to, to show the ROI of different approaches. So, so those are three approaches to making sure you don't have buyer's remorse. Now, Southeast Asia is such a fragmented market. Are there any similarities or differences that you think really stand out amongst your customers in the region when it comes to the adoption of data and the implementation of it? So the the particular digital, the particular channels that are used in, in a given country may be different, but oftentimes the basic challenges are the same. And the customers of each region may have different preferences but their journey uh, and the desire for the companies to understand what the real journey is and to be able to kind of help the customers have a better and more personalized journey are the same. So, you know, I think it's, it's, it goes into the nuances, but at the end of the day, when we go from country to country and, and talk to the different companies, a lot of the challenges are, are common. Um, and that's the things like the siloed data, lack of understanding of the customer journey, hard to attribute marketing spend. Is it really valuable? Um, you know, how do we kind of keep our customers? How do we improve loyalty? So all those things are, are things that are, that are common, even though the, the individual challenges, uh, channels may vary. As of right now, we have customers in multiple countries and, um, around the like Southeast Asia. And yeah, it's very different in each each one. So each each country and each region, the there's a different customer journey. There's different um, preferences for marketing activations, and the situation of marketing is quite different. But you know what we see across the board is this need to utilize data, and the challenges that Tom was alluding to are quite similar for each country, you know, especially during the pandemic now, right? There's a, you know, joining the um, data points as most of the journey is being taken place online at the moment is very important. And that's a challenge that's being faced everywhere. The online to offline challenge um, of taking the like offline data and joining it with the online data. Like if we go back to say some of the cases, um, like with the um, Tripechisuzu case, um, they found that a lot of the, you know, customer journey is taking place online now and before a lot of times it happened within like a auto showroom, mm. you know, being able to connect the two so that we can justify the ROI. Uh, that's something that's um, a challenge that everyone is struggling with in in the region. Um, even though the actual journeys themselves are a little different, the channels for communication are a little different, um, but these um, data challenges is something that's um, kind of a shared challenge for everyone as we're trying to like it, um, build the foundation from now into the future. Thanks for sharing that. Now, my final question to you is, what will you be speaking on at Digital Marketing Asia? And what do you hope our audiences take away from your session? So our, our session is on data 
democratization <laughs> and leveraging AI to feed profitable insights. Yeah. So basically what we're trying to explain in that session is how we take all this massive amount of data and then we can apply AI and machine learning to the marketing activation so that they can actually, you know, run campaigns based on that understanding that's help, helped with AI and ML, as well as it helps with personalization. So we'll talk about some case studies of companies using machine learning to drive new innovation in this space. And we really hope that after the session, the audience will be able to imagine, you know, new use cases for their own organizations using uh, data and AI. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I really learned so much and, and I look forward to your session. Thank you for listening to Marketing Connected and stay tuned for another Digital Marketing Asia 2020 episode next week. If you are interested in signing up for the upcoming Digital Marketing Asia 2020 virtual conference, click the link attached to the episode description or head to www.marketing-interactive.com. We hope to see you there.